Welcome back to the Called Up Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marquise Harris, and you are officially tuned in to the final installment of the Pray Love Lead series, y'all. It has been a journey for those that have been tuning in and really applying and really tuning into what it is like. All I can say is I just hope you are ready for this one. Those that are tuning in for the first time and this is your first episode that you're listening to, welcome. And and just know what this podcast is dedicated to, helping men to become the disciples that we're called to be, followers of Christ, to lead our homes, lead our families, lead the community, lead in the workplace, the way in which we're, we're called to do. And if you hadn't had the opportunity to listen to the first two episodes of the Pray Love Lead series, part one was Get Your Prayer Up. And part two was deep rooted love. And both of these, I just can't say enough, just all build. But you have an opportunity. You can go back and listen at any time so you can fully grasp just what this series is all about. And this particular episode, we're talking about leadership, more specifically leading with integrity and accountability to do a quick recap. The first part of this series, we talked about the foundation, prayer. Any and everything we do in this life starts and ends here. The second part, we talked about the importance of deep-rooted love that dealt first with our relationship with God, then to ourselves, and ultimately to others. Part three, this episode is what brings all of these pieces together. In one of my called up weekly newsletters, I mentioned my experience. I had the opportunity a few weeks back to travel out of the state and I was in Greensboro, North Carolina at the Center for Creative Leadership. And for those that have never heard of it and never had an opportunity to be out there, phenomenal experience. It's a world renowned global entity as it relates to all things leadership multiple different companies from all over the world come here. There's a couple of different locations, but I just share because in reference to the content that was covered, we spoke a lot about the essence of leadership, but the, but the check about it for me was that it throughout this entire journey, everything was about looking in the mirror, understanding how I was wired. Understanding how we're wired to not only build connection, but also lead others when we're in different spaces. And so we took a number of different assessments that just gave us more insight into how others perceive our leadership and how we perceive our leadership alongside some of our natural preferences and tendencies that you would come to expect from any type of behavioral assessment or anything of that nature. But here's the thing. I bring this up because as I was engaging in this process, I recognized what they were ultimately teaching us was a it was a concept that we have been talking about the past two episodes of this particular series. If you don't know who you are, you cannot lead effectively, period. So when you think about to maximize your true leadership requires a deep and intimate understanding of who you see when you look into the mirror. Sound familiar? 
how the world is teaching all of these different strategies and thoughts. And it's like, man, the Bible is already giving you the roadmap to be effective in so many different things. So, so I say all that because when we think about what does it mean to truly lead with integrity, there's a couple of things to this. And, and ultimately, it starts with understanding first, what do we mean by to lead? So by definition, if we're just looking in definition, to lead is defined as, in other words, to guide on a way, especially by going in advance to direct on a course or in a direction. Another definition I came across said this. To cause a person or animal to go with one by holding them by the hand while moving forward. Or a halter or a rope or whatever it is that, you know, if you have an animal. But the idea is being right next to them, guiding them along the process while moving forward. I like this last one, though, because it, it, the imagery here is what really kicks in. If you think about the imagery here, because oftentimes in leadership, what needs to be done is walking alongside an individual while still moving forward. It's about direction. It's about getting right down into the situation with the people we're called to lead and then moving them along the process. If you notice that in each of these definitions, the word Lord was not mentioned. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about the capital L as in Lord God, talking about lowercase L, the verb. Why is that important? Well, because by definition, the verb Lord is to act in a superior and domineering manner towards someone. We can all think of situations and circumstances where individuals or maybe ourselves have have taken our position of title, quote unquote, that gives us this identity of a leader and use it in a way that was more like lording and not leading. One thing I've learned, not only in the work floor, not only in the workforce, but also in life is that a title does not always mean you are the one with the most influence. Title does not always mean that you are the person with the influence. You may can make decisions, you make it, but true influence over time is about trust loyalty, commitment, all of these things. So bottom line is this, and whatever leadership role you have, the idea is simple. Lead, don't lord. You get down there in the trenches. That servant mindset, leading while still moving forward. So alongside leading, you need integrity and accountability. I'll break down both of these and make the case as to why you cannot have one without the other to lead effectively. I'll show you how. So not too long ago, a couple weeks back, I taught a lesson 
on the quest for true maturity in the Christian faith. And the concept came down to these two words, integrity and accountability. If the idea of maturity says integrity and accountability, then in, sim- in, in, in a more simple way, what's happening in your heart should be reflected through your actions, i.e. integrity. And others should be able to attest to and keep you on the straight path of where this accountability, this is where accountability comes in. So then I make the case that no one is above reproach, period. Because to try to have one without the other means as though, again, going back to what I say all the time, we're never meant to do this life alone. And so breaking down integrity, I want to get into the weeds a little bit here because I think it's it's an important concept because I talk about this idea of like, say what you mean, mean what you say. That's a piece of it. But I love during this lesson uh, titled Christian to the core, it, it, it broke down integrity in three ways. What I am, what I stand on and what I do. And with these three, I'm going to start with the first one. What I am is is about wholeness. Not living a compartmentalized life. What this means for Christians is that people get that part of you only when it's convenient or the situation calls for it. A great example would be, you know, I just go to church on Sundays. I may show up for two hours. I may not even I may watch something online. But then the rest of the week, the actions and words that that you talk about, things that you do are out of alignment. With the same message, songs, or even the Bible that you say you believe in. And the words that you say you live by. That's when you talk about it's incongruent. Because I don't want people to see this part. So let me hide this in this situation. And and Jesus is one of the, the most important examples you can truly look at to reflect on. Is because no matter the situation circumstance. Whether he was in the temple. He was walking along the street. He was out on beside the lake. He was consistent. You knew that his message lined up with his actions. Do your message, does your message line up with your actions? And how do you know? Well, then it goes to the next piece of it. What I stand on. So what you stand on. So this is about commitment, specifically with your words. Matthew 5 verse 37 sums this up perfectly. You probably heard this one before. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's it. There's no need to add any extra stuff to it. We know how some folk, you know, be like, man, I swear to God, I put this on my mama grave. I put this. It's like, look. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. It's about follow through. This is where this is. a. Remember, I said it was a piece of integrity. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. But again. One thing I want to put this into perspective, because I think there's also this 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 philosophy that says what happens when you say yes to something that's out of alignment 
with a belief system and you're like, man, now I got to hold true to that. It's like, no, nah, this is this is a bit different because there's a difference when you're holding true to it in the sake of building up the kingdom of God, holding true to the word of God and, and what it is that we profess. But not out here just committing sinful acts in the spirit of I told them I would do it, so I have to do it, which isn't the case of why a situation like this would even apply. So that's why we got to be careful when we're thinking about this is watch how we move in accordance to what we say that puts us in positions that oftentimes we may regret long term. But as always, the Lord gives us a way of escape. So we got to do what we got to do, right? So speaking of that, it's the third part of integrity. What you do. This is the core of your beliefs being reflected through your actions. We've heard the saying many times about actions speaking louder than words. And in most cases, this can be true. Reflecting on something Jesus spoke about is one of my favorites out of Matthew chapter seven, verse 18. It says this. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. This verse speaks specifically to how integrity works. You cannot say, as an example of a tree, you're an apple tree when you don't produce no apples. You can't say you're a man of faith, you're a man of integrity, and your actions aren't congruent with that. But here's the kicker. Here's here's where the rubber truly meets the road. Who does a tree produce fruit for? Others. A tree can't eat its own fruit. A tree doesn't produce fruit for its own sake, but for others to reap the benefits. So the gain. So the same goes for you. That your actions that are produced from the core of your heart, the essence of who you are, aren't for your consumption, but they're for the consumption from others that they experience that. When I understood this concept, y'all, it changed the way I approach relationships in general. I then could, could, could approach this situation and recognize it, that every interaction I had with another individual was a chance for them to experience whether or not what I said lined up with what I believed and what I do, period. This is where accountability comes in. I'll be the first to say it. Living a life of integrity is not easy because you're often faced with different challenges and distractions to deter you from living this congruent lifestyle. The good news, though, is that God already knew it. God knew that it wasn't going to be easy. That's why there's so much reference to the fact that we are not alone on this journey. He knew we would need help. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. But that's also where other people come in. So for the sake of this episode, accountability references the support needed to lead with integrity. It's important to mention, though. And when we talk about leadership, you can't lead what you don't live. 
let that one sink in. You can't lead what you don't live. In other words, you can't lead with integrity if you don't first live a life of integrity. I'll let you chew on that one for a bit. But then we got to move on. (laughs) So accountability asks the question, who am I accountable to? Luckily, there's a simple order to keep in mind. First, your accountability is to God. Then to yourself. Then to an intimate few. Then you can broaden it out to a community of faith. If you reflect back when we were talking about in Deep Rooted Love, and if you haven't had an opportunity, that's part two of this series. We talked about where love first is exemplified. First to God. Love God with everything within you. And then the second piece is to love others as yourself. But love, we understand, is an action. So the accountability piece comes in recognizing that it's first to God, then to others. No, first to God, then ourselves, then to others. Excuse me. But I, but I want you to but I want you to think about it like this, too. When you think about your first devotion. Like where you devote your time, where you devote your energy, where you devote when you think about your relationship and your commitment. If God's not first, then what is? Is it to people? Is it to jobs? Is it to your family? Who is it to? Because if you don't understand who your accountability, what your current accountability structure is, it's hard then to assess truly, are you living out that that life of integrity? Because you may do a good job in certain areas, but in other areas you don't. But how do you know? So as we begin to expand beyond this, this, this idea of first to God, then to self, we think about that intimate few. And by intimate few, I mean intimate few. Like few is in one, two, three, max. And catch, I didn't say social media, I didn't say a big friend group, but rather a, a, a small group of individuals, another, just a few brothers that in some cases, it may be two people that you can truly, truly lean on. And this is how you know you can lean on. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says this, as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. If you consider your intimate few, your closest brothers that are to you. If y'all don't sharpen one another. Then maybe that's not who the intimate few should be. Should be that that person probably shouldn't be a part of your intimate who you consider to be intimate few. Because when you think about this. These folk grow with you. We willingly submit ourselves one to another. And what I mean by that is in a way of accountability that says I can trust you with some areas of that I need refining. But it only can come through the lens of another brother that may understand what this means. And, and, and please understand the words that I'm using. Another brother to be a part of that process and that journey. Brothers that are married out there understand there's only so much that our wives can give 
in the journey and 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 just having another brother that just gets it whether it be another married brother i i i would i would contend is so critical especially for the married brothers out there if you don't have them and you're single brother and you're out there same thing the concept remains the same is that there's this willingness to submit one to another through this idea that we understand that we both have the best interests of one another at heart to be the best men that we can be to serve our families, serve the community, serve in the communities that we're supposed to be in the workplace in a way that truly is edifying and building up the co- the community of faith. And it's rooted in trust like this is built over time. This ain't going to happen just just because you flip a coin and say, yeah, all right, this is this is us. There's vulnerability involved. But it's enveloped in this 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 atmosphere of accountability rooted in integrity because they're going to make sure. It's a reciprocal process that says I'm not just giving, 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 giving. And I'll even say this. That even those that may be cheering the loudest in your corner are not always the ones that are sharpening you. I'll say that again. Those that are cheering the loudest in your corner are not always the ones that are sharpening you. They may be ones that are still helping you hold on to something you should have let go a long time ago. Tends to be a a one sided affair in this example. And so this is different from a mentor mentee relationship, which is important. Because when you think of a mentor-mentee relationship, that somebody is being mentored by the mentor. That's the mentee relationship side of it. But when you think about ironing sharpened iron, iron sharpening iron, this is about you have two solid, fairly even in the context of where life experiences stuff, where it's just sharpening one another, going back and forth to continue to be the best. That there's that exchange of support and trust and all these things come together. And so as we as we as we bring all this to a head is that when you put both integrity and accountability together in the form of leadership, it becomes a powerful force within not only this world, but then building the kingdom, because the fruit that you produce will be good for both those that are consuming it, regardless of their background, beliefs, whatever it is. And so when you think about like what's the point of doing all this anyway, why should I be accountable to God? Why should you be accountable to God and others? And why the Pray, Love, Lead series? It all comes down to something Paul said to Timothy in one of his final letters to him, specifically out of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Paul says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. We must finish well, y'all. We are in this race. We have to keep fighting and we must keep the faith. Brothers, I've said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it more times than I want to say it. And I'm going to say it to my dying days. We cannot 
do this life alone. You need other brothers around you that are not just there to tell you when you're right. You need those brothers to tell you when you're wrong. To help encourage and support you through every part of your life journey. And if you're still searching for that, I encourage you to join the called up community right now. If you visit the website called up dot sub stack, that's S U B as in Bob stack S T A C K dot com. There you will find a chance to plug into the community and stay connected to other men who have committed to being this and more for other brothers across the nation. We're still building this, man. Right now, there's a brothers that are part of this community that are from different parts of the United States. And I want to expand that to the world, but it's going to take you. It's going to take you helping to share that you to help build and continue to be edified and built up. So what can you expect by joining this community? There's weekly check ins So I do weekly newsletters that are sent out for you to just be accountable to something to stay sharp, stay in the word episode. You'll have first access to these as they go out. But then most importantly, it's just an opportunity just to be better. That we have an opportunity to be better. And if you have suggestions, you want to reach out, you have questions, feel free, reach out. That's what we're here for. Leave comments. We create chat sections. We could do whatever. But what we cannot say is that nobody ever reached out. Nobody ever cared. And nobody ever took a moment to say, what do you need? Because I see you and I hear you. So as I close out, last thing I'll say is this. If you enjoyed this episode, share it, like it. On whatever listening platform you're on right now, I would appreciate if you rate the podcast, leave a review, because that's just going to help draw other brothers into the space, understanding what this means and how we can continue to grow together. I would sincerely appreciate it. And I appreciate you for taking the time out to listen. You'll be doing anything else, but there was something here for you to listen to today, to take, to be encouraged, to go out. And be the man that God called you to be. Until next time, brothers. Take care.